When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. And we went two went up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud, and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. Looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! One more! It's brilliant! 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 Here comes Quigley. And it's there! It's Sagarola 3. St. Patrick's Athletic 2. And that could be the decisive moment in the title race. We will never forget this day. Good evening, you're very welcome along to episode 64 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. I say good evening, but uh, you could be listening at any time of the day. Uh, we have Sean Dodd with us. Sean, how are things? All good, Connor. Refreshed, ready for action. Uh, we have Jerry O'Connor. Jared, how are you? Great. Thanks, Connor. Um, we have a lot to get through uh, yeah. in this episode that's brought to you, as always, by the White Hag Brewing Company. In Ballymo County Sligo. Um, yeah, so we've taken a little mid-season break as per uh, events on the pitch and um, we're building up to um, our first uh, uh, first round tie in the Europa Conference League against Ballatown, um, which is due to be played on the first leg, is going to be played on the 7th of July uh, in uh, somewhere in around the Welsh-English border. Uh, to be confirmed, I guess, fair to say. Uh, we're going to have a chat around. Uh, we're going to have a chat about um, John Russell as well. We haven't, uh, haven't, we haven't had an opportunity to discuss his uh, his role being made permanent or his position being made permanent as manager. And we'll look ahead to Saturday's home fixture against Finn Harps. So, uh, look, we have to start with um, the draw that was made uh, yesterday afternoon on Tuesday, the fourteenth of June. Uh, where we were drawn we got I mean you couldn't have asked for a better draw Jerry could you? No um, I suppose look from a financial point of view a logistical point of view um, it's just exactly what we wanted even in the way you know the the ties have um, played out you know to play the second leg at home it's exactly what we would have wanted um, talking to a couple of the players there yesterday evening, they were like, yeah, it's all fallen into place, but we need to go with it. So they know uh, it's there for them as well. And there's a great card on the other side of it as well, isn't there? You know, uh, Motherwell. So it's, uh, it's um, you know, look, they're, they're not the glamour of going to, you know, continental Europe or whatever. <laughs> but they're very, in my opinion, they're both winnable. Yeah. Uh, I had an email conversation with uh, Mr. Aaron Costello, many people will know, uh, great Sligo Rovers supporter. Uh, Aaron is not happy with uh, the idea of both the Wales. <laughs> he had the shorts packed, the sun cream in the bag. Sunglasses my, young said, my young fella even said to me today, he was like, it's like going nowhere. It's like a tour of the British Isles. I said, yeah, but you're like, you know, he's forgetting to go somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So who, who, who just will quickly go through who were, uh, the other teams that were in the pot, we, we were, could have been up against the Slovakian team, who I guess were probably the biggest hitters, the biggest name uh, in the group. There was another Icelandic team who were probably better than uh, the last Icelandic team that we played last season. Um, so no harm that we missed them. 
Uh, who else? Oh, we had uh, the team from uh, Gibraltar. Gibraltar. I was going to say Morocco. Yeah, Gibraltar. Um, that would have been handy. And uh, Aaron might have got a bit of sun. Although, I tell you what, lads, I just listened to the news today. Uh, temperatures of 50 plus degrees uh, in the coming weeks in south of Spain. I would not have fancied that. But football won't go ahead in that kind of temperatures, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Would they not? Still, get the game's done. Just loads of water breaks. Yeah. But that would have been that could have been a real hiccup, like you know. Yeah, like even if they were playing in the evening time, and you know, you're talking probably mid thirties. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a huge challenge, you know. And so yeah, it, it is. Um, it's definitely something a, a bullet dodged, you know. Look, you definitely don't have to worry about that anyway. Yeah, yeah. In either in either round. <laughs> yeah. Um, so look, we are set up nicely for potentially. I mean, look at we're gonna we are gonna talk about Motherwell as well a little bit, and I suppose people will be turning off um at the with you know such presumptuous chat, but it is set up ideally um for for progression, and um like there's just no two ways about it. I mean. I think Magoo said in our in our WhatsApp, regardless of how bad the pitch is, um, you know, regardless of whatever issues we might might have in the day, there's really no excuses, Sean, for putting these lads away. No, if we're to think anything of ourselves now going into this, we have to consider ourselves strong favourites, and we just have to make work of them. And look, you have to show respect for every opponent you meet in Europe because at the end of the day, we don't know that much about them, and we won't either because they'll have players coming in and out now as well. It'll be a few new signings coming in. It won't be the team that they had last year as such, so it'll even be hard to analyse them. I think they've won game against Cliftonville, a friendly organised before the playoffs. So are they playing yeah. winter football? Have they, they've finished their season, have they? They're finished. So yeah. they finished in April. Right, okay. So, so they've been out a while, and they're only back in pre-season, I think, next week. Yeah. So, you know, we're catching them very cold. As it says, they'll have one game. They're only a part-time team. If we have anything about us, we have to be beating these. We really, really do. Um, I was just going to say, Jerry, I know you're, you're looking to get in there. I was just going to say one thing, uh, We, you know, in relation to absolutely giving them respect, we probably gave half the fewer too much respect. Yeah, we probably give every team too much respect when it comes to European football. Mm-hmm. So you'd like to think as well. Look, to be honest, we're red hot favourites for this. So you you want to take it serious, but at the same time too, look, I agree with everything Sean's saying. But at the same time as well, um, most of their footballers will have played lower league in England. You know, like uh, we know that ball is only say spent distance from from Liverpool, uh, Manchester. So they're going to have a lot of good players that'll be available to them. Um, have dropped down the leagues but still have bags full of experience I think the one thing where we have a huge advantage as Sean just said there is like you know their season finished in April um, whereas we should be you know even in the last two or three weeks we've had a mini preseason so we plenty of games under our belt you know you'd expect us to beat them um, no excuses Just in regards as well Jerry, to what you're saying about the players and they do some quality throughout the team like their captain Edwards, he played at Wolves in the Premier League. That's right. You know, right. He, he's a good age now. It's, he's thirty. I think he's thirty-seven, nearly thirty-eight. But um, like he is a good 
pedigree, a really, really good pedigree. Like he's full Welsh international as well. I think he would have even played at one of the tournaments they got to there lately. Um, they had another lad as well. They're one of their best players last year. I just seen he left the club. Will Evans. He joined Newport County, so that's kind of the level they're going to. That would have been considered a step up for him. But they they have another very good midfielder, central midfielder, Karen Smith. He seems to be a tidy player now, just in terms of his on the ball, not much goals or assists coming out of him, but seems to be a tidy player. Yeah, I, I don't know much about them, to be, to be honest. I haven't really looked at the, the players or anything like that. But, like, you know, from past experience, you know, from, you know, looking at these sides, um, they're going to be made up of, of, of lads that have played league football. Yeah. Um, they're going to be no mugs. And again, I think the thing that we can cast them on is, is fitness and sharpness. Uh, and definitely over two legs, I just think we have too much for them. Um, I know Laren bet them 1-0, I think, on aggregate over the two legs last year. Yeah. It was close enough. Again, look, I think we're a level above Laren, uh, to be honest. I think we've got to go into this tie now and stop looking at ourselves as being happy to be part of this European scene and start to look at it as that we belong in it. Yeah, I start really taking it seriously and not just be happy to be in one round, take the cash and go again and just be, oh, we're unlucky. We really do need to start progressing in this. And this is a fantastic opportunity to, to get that monkey off our back of not getting through rounds. Yeah, but you, you can see it as well through football, Sean, in, in Ireland, in that you've got one or two, three clubs that are starting to pull away on the back of kind of European success or the yeah. top backers. So, you know... Like I was saying to you last night, you know, money attracts money. And the more money that you can come across, come across the more chance you have of getting more money. But unless we're, you know, getting through a round or two, you know, we're going to drift further apart along with the, the rest of them. Um, and you'll have one, two, three clubs that can just pull away. So as you said, look, I, I just think we need to take it serious. Look, it's a great opportunity. Um, it's all there for the taking. Um, and then, you know, look, we, we felt we left it behind last year. Um, and I just don't want to have that feeling again. And I'm sure everybody doesn't want to have that feeling again. It's such, just such a good opportunity. And you'd love to get a crack at, at, at Motherwell. Uh, we were there, what, three, three, four years ago. Uh, it wasn't the same team or, or anything like that. But you know, I'm sure there's a couple of players that are still in the team that were there and all the, the setup and, and things like that. And you've even got the likes of Aidan Keane coming back from, um, from Falkirk. I'm sure he wants to prove something against the likes of, of Motherwell and just to get a crack at them. And I think if we do, again, we'll catch them cold. We're, we're, we're probably in a much more comfortable position going into a game against Motherwell than um, psychologically. Like, you know, yeah. the kind of not, not as much to lose. Um, you could, if the team aren't, if our lads aren't kind of mentally prepared right, uh, and if something goes wrong early, um, you know, you might just in in against Ballatown. I'm talking about, uh, you know, you might get. There could be a case of the, the wobbles, like you know, but you know, just from a psychological point of view. Whereas if we do get past them, there should be there should be absolutely rare to go against Motherwell and try like to kind of bring in, you know, to tie in uh, some of John Russell's escapades. You know, like the the first leg away to Rosenberg, where we absolutely went at them hammer and tongs, like yeah. You know, um, and then you catch them cold again, you, you know, anything's possible. I think if we get by Bala, I think we go into that territory Bowes were in last year, of mm. where it becomes a bit of a free hit, but the ties that are put in front of us are actually, there is a good chance of winning them as such. 
you know, even with Motherwell, like that's the best possible tie we could have got. Yeah. It's not, it's not impossible like that again. They're in preseason. This is what this whole summer football thing was set up for us to be, as well as that we can start progressing in Europe. So hopefully, it is a time where you'll see most League of Ireland clubs hopefully progressing in Europe. And we need to be on, as Jerry's already pointed out, we need to be on that, on that bus when it's moving. I think um, last year, I think last year, sorry, go on, go but I think last year will be a huge learning curve for us. Uh, and I very much liken it to say, for instance, like when we lost to Fingal maybe in the cup final, it might have been the best thing, yeah. hypothetically, that ever happened to us. Mm. You know, when you... Yeah. Nice spin, Jerry, nice spin. Yeah, but it's true, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, you, you learn so much sometimes in defeat, and you don't want to go back there again. Uh, so I think that really, really will stand to us. And actually, I'm more confident now of getting Bali Bala after we've drawn Motherwell. Do you know what I way? It's a real, it's a real carrot. Yeah. I think as well, and just tying in again, Jerry, what you're saying there is the learning curve from last year. It's actually hugely important that John Russell was involved yeah. in that as well. And now he'll have, he'll have seen the mistakes that were made against, I'm going to say half and fewer. Is that who we played? Ah, Sean. Unbelievable. Sean. Beautiful. And Sweet. Oh, I didn't even practice that. I still <laughs> um, But he's going to see the mistakes that we made against them last year and maybe our preparations, anything like that. Yeah. He's going to right those wrongs and he's got a bit of time to look into what he can against Ferbala. And I just have a feeling he could, I think John's going to be pivotal in all this. I really do. Uh, Jerry, do you want to talk a little bit about the, um, I know nothing's confirmed here and uh, this is all unofficial information, but we're not going to Bada Town. No, we're going to Oswestry. Oswestry, yeah. Shropshire. Shropshire, yeah. Um, I rang rang four bus companies today, and I can say it now, but for the first three bus companies, we're going, where are you going? We're going to uh, Oswestry, Shropshire. (laughs) (laughs) Two two words back to back that are very difficult to say. But yeah, but we're not not going to Bala. We're we're more than likely going to. And why are we not playing in Bala? Um, Just because I think there's only a thousand seats there, so... um, I don't. I don't think it's up to UEFA standard. Whereas the ground that we are playing in, um, what's it, what's it called, something Hall. Park Hall. Um, yeah. So that was where TNS played, and that in about seven or eight years ago, that brought that was brought up to UEFA standard in terms of lighting and seating and whatever the case may be. So, um, so that's where we're heading. Yeah. So look, it's it's not too far obviously from Liverpool it was about an hour from Liverpool and um, some people are staying in different places and all that so it's quite accessible yeah um, yeah about an hour and ten from Liverpool about 20 minutes or half an hour from Wrexham yeah um, but yeah all very accessible you got you were in early you got your your flights for half nothing Jerry didn't you yeah I got got return flights from Knock to um, to Edinburgh sorry Knock to Liverpool I'm thinking I'm getting, <laughs> getting ahead of myself not to Liverpool uh, for I think it was like thirty five. Yes, it's crazy money. You know, you couldn't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you buy flights to Edinburgh? I did. <laughs> din, din, din. Oh. And we have breaking news on that as well. Um, so yeah, I got flights from Knock to Edinburgh. So Presswick. No, no Edinburgh. Oh. Presswick, Glasgow. Well. Right, okay. Yeah. Is, is Presswick, Presswick serves Glasgow more than Edinburgh, is it? Yeah, it's on the coast. 
Right, I've only uh, ever flown into Parsec. Anyway, go on. Yeah, Welcome Glasgow. to the Boris Geography Pod. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Glasgow International as well. So basically, Presswick is out near um, out near the coast. So you have to get it's about 30, 40 minutes to Glasgow, and then uh, Motherwell will be another 30 or 40 minutes. So you're the far side, whereas Edinburgh is kind of it's 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 an hour from Motherwell as well. But anyways, the, I suppose the attraction is the knock flights, but yeah. But anyways, the breaking news on that is that we just seen there about a half an hour ago that I don't know who the guy is. He must be some commercial director with Motherwell. They said that Motherwell have requested um, a fixture change in terms of swapping the the home and away. Um, the, so they've requested from UEFA and they've also requested from Rovers and Balotang. So um, if anybody's out there thinking about booking flights, hold off just for a moment. But it's really, really poor form from Motherwell and really, really amateur in that their, their Twitter feed um, and other social accounts um, put it out there at 12.24 today to say that the first out was in Fair Park. Um, and then this guy's come back from, Sydney's come back from Hulls and say, oh no, well that's not the case and nobody told me. So for a club that's been in the SPL, it's really, really poor. It's poor on their own fans because obviously they don't have to worry about who's going to get through to the next round because they're already there. So lots and lots of them have booked flights to either Knock or Dublin or wherever the case may be and, and made their plans. I know there's one club over there. It's a, Someone just texted me there. We were over in it previously. Um, it's Club 100. There's like something like 68 of them have booked flights um, already mm-hmm. on the back of the, the information that they were given. So it's it's really, like, as I said myself, if 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 Rovers done that or Ballot Town done that, we'd be absolutely slated. And I just think it's almost a little bit of disrespectfulness from the likes of Motherwell. I'm sure if they were playing much bigger clubs, they wouldn't be as quick to look for fixture changes. And um, in my opinion as well, I think it's the worst possible. Basically, they're looking for an extra few days to let their pitch settle. Now, they're an SPL club. They're getting millions of TV money and blah, 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 blah. They've got any amount of people working for them. It's an absolute shambles at this stage that they're looking for fixture changes. But I just think it's pure disrespectful. Um, and I think as a club, the worst message that we could send out to them is agreeing to that. Not our problem. If you if you agree to fix your change or you know the changes and things like that, all of a sudden you're just like these guys aren't really taking it serious. You know, mm. Sean Grover's agreed to it. No, they tell them to fuck off. Like, and we yeah. should be doing the same. It's not our problem. Straight away, you're 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 putting up the white flag when you're agreeing to stuff like this. That's the way the ball's come out of the house. If you haven't got your pitch. As, as good as you'd like well tough shit we didn't have our pitch as good as we would have liked started the season and we got absolutely annihilated slated from every journalist uh, TV whatever the case and rightly so but we got on with it and Motherwell should get on with it as well good luck to them Jerry O'Connor takes on Motherwell yeah no I just think it's so it's their own, own fans as well it's so disrespectful yeah really sh- to quit for flights I don't really give a shit to be honest yeah, but still, like, you know, people are scheduling their lives, like, you know, you've, yeah. you know, you got shit to do. The other thing, so the other thing we, we were going to talk about is, uh, obviously, John Russell has been confirmed as um, as a per- in a permanent manager's position with the club. Uh, and, like, immediately there's been a change in, I suppose, levels of activity around the place. Um, mid-season break is uh, filled with a trip down to Cork uh, for a friendly game. Um, Jerry, you were in the showgrounds last night and there was another game on the go. So there, and we see f- photographs of, um, you know, Rovers players wearing the GPS vests and training sessions. Uh, so there is a clear and obvious 
changing of the guard going on here and there's definitely uh, a new regime it, it appears uh, in place which uh, i i'm sure everyone thinks is is really really positive yeah i, I was talking to a couple of the players last night as well and we were just chatting about uh, the logistics of traveling and when they were traveling and what they were doing and things like that and they were just explaining um that they, were, they probably will be traveling x y and z and the reason they will be doing that is because their training schedule has changed okay so where they may have had days off before they don't have those days off anymore and like sometimes you like if, what do you mean traveling jerry hey what, what day they were traveling on and you know when oh, when, to, when going out to to wait or to, sorry, to, to yeah Bala. yeah um, so they were saying that their training schedule has changed and they're in days where they wouldn't have been in before and like normally if i had to go to work when i wasn't supposed to be going to work i'd be kind of annoyed or whatever it's like any normal person but the reaction and the the vibe that i got was that they were happy that they were in and they were training and doing things uh one uh, prominent commentator uh, referred to uh, John Russell as a shrinking violet uh, before or when he was announced and somebody wasn't a fan I'm talking about Alan Cawley here wasn't a fan <laughs> of uh, he's not a fan of uh, assistants going in taking over from uh, their former managers uh, I, I have no personally speaking um, I absolutely think that John Russell is the right person for the job uh, in the under the current circumstances, um, and I definitely wouldn't agree with um, what Alan had said. Uh, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't, by any means, um, view John Russell as a shrinking violet. I think his maybe the quiet way he goes about his business um, might have influenced the choice of words from uh, Alan Cawley. Um, I probably said this in the podcast before um, when John Russell was in the. Um, the regional, regional development officer's role for the FAI for Sligo Leitrim, the, uh, his level of professionalism, even just in that job alone, uh, was, I would say, off the charts. And um, I was kind of disappointed in one way that he'd gone and taken on the assistant manager's role in the showgrounds because of the, the hole it had left in soccer development for, for Sligo Leitrim. Um, but... Uh, I also, and, and the meticulousness that he brought to that job, uh, if, if he, and he clearly is bringing another level uh, to the management role at the showgrounds, I think, I think it's, it's a no-brainer. An an no-brainer, And I think to bring, if you were going to bring in another candidate, and we all, I mean, as, as Sligo Rovers fans, we love the idea of, you know, the big personality coming in from the UK, wherever it might be, um, you know we're we're kind of we're comfortable with that but you know there's a big risk associated with that and you bring somebody in um and they don't get on with players or they don't they want to bring in their own players and in the middle of the season uh you know weeks before you kick off your your european campaign which is more important this year than probably any other year i just can't see how you would not pick john russell for the role thank you <laughs> that's not a paid ad <laughs> so John come on the podcast and uh, have a chat with us he doesn't need to know <laughs> call me call me um, yeah look I think um, what Alan said was look to say that 
you know, assistant managers don't make good managers is a li- little bit kind of... It's the sack. It's the sack. Yeah. Assistants stepping up from a sack managers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is, I do, I do, I do get what he's saying. Yeah, I get, what he, I get what he's saying as well. Yeah. I just don't it's a bit generalistic. I don't think it's valid in this instance. Yeah. I think it's I a general point. Yeah, I think a lot of people need to um, take a look at the situation as a whole and realize that there was actually another assistant manager in place there, and Dave Campbell. If J- if Dave Campbell came in as the manager, I'd be like, "What is going on here?" Yeah. John Russell was on a day-to-day basis seen as the assistant manager because he was there in training every day. But Dave Campbell was actually the assistant to Liam Buckley. John Russell probably would have been more in, more in line as a first-team coach than anything else. Um, did, he, did he get his say on things, how training went, how team selections went across? I... I don't think so at all, because if you look at what John Russell is bringing to the table now in terms of the ideas he's pitching to, to the Sligo Rovers fans and how we're going to play, how we're going to approach it, things going forward, it's completely different to what Liam Buckley was bringing to the table. So clearly there was a conflict of interests and Liam Buckley is seniority. He's going to shoot down whatever John brings to the table if he's not happy with it. There were two different eras coming together and it didn't really match up. At the end of the day as well, John Russell going through his European, his A licence, isn't it? At the moment, or his B yeah, licence, is it? His A licence, I think. Yeah, so, look, John was in a steady job as well with Sligo Rovers. It's a good, it was a good platform for him. Personally, I don't, I think if Liam Buckley had stayed on longer, I don't think John Russell would have been here at the end of the season. I think he would have went on to pastures new anyway and yeah. looked to develop his own career. I think it's just come at a time. It's worked out perfectly for John. I think it's actually worked out perfectly for Sligo Rovers. We've now got a fella in charge who knows the club inside out. Connor, you've already said that his level of professionalism is second to none. We were lucky enough to have a chat with Tommy as well about it and you know how impressed he was with him in the interview and everything else and what he brought you know, in terms of a spreadsheet and his level of detail and research that went into everything involved with the club and what he wanted to do going forward. We've already seen that he's already looking to bring the fitness levels up that we've all complained about for months on end. I think every Sligo Rovers fan has complained about it. He's hitting that nail straight on the head. You know, I've already heard there was a level of detail brought into training where it's all recorded now, where the our phases of play are studied meticulously and they're replayed for everything. If there's a mistake, we go back over it again properly. And like that's that's modern football. And that's where we need to be as a club. Even, and it might sound like, you know, there'll be other clubs listening now, like Dundalk fans, Shams fans, anything. If they're all listening, if they were listening at all, they'd be saying, well, that, that's standard for us. But that we weren't at that level at the moment. And it's just even for myself, I've, I've taught since Russell's come in, we weren't doing anything like that but yet we were still competing with the top boys. We're now adding extra to what we already had. We can step this up another couple of notches, no problem whatsoever. And I think we're going to see a completely different Sligo Rovers going forward for the rest of the season. I think we're really, really entering into an exciting time as Sligo Rovers fans. I've, since, John is, since John Russell has come on, I've lost a pound and a half myself. You know? <laughs> That's, well, if you're writing them speeches for him, yeah, I tell you, <laughs> you look amazing. Thanks. I know. I got, <laughs> me, I, got, I got me haircut. Yeah, uh, oh, I got that's, me haircut. That's lovely. Um, 
yeah, no, look at like the other the other side of it is um, uh, the the fear is that uh, it's too intense. That's the only kind of um, that's the only potential negative side to it. But um, you know, just just in relation to like when you think about the the setup that, that was there under Liam Buckley, like John Russell was brought was brought in because he knew the club. Uh, Liam Buckley was there with um, with you know the, the assistance he, he always has, but John was there because he was a connection to to the club, uh, and just as as you were saying, Sean, like you know, we most of us work for people, and yeah, you give ideas, and sometimes your idea is taken on board, sometimes it doesn't, it isn't taken on board for whatever reason. But you, you, like John Russell isn't going to say to Liam Buckley, "This is the way we're going to do it, Liam." <laughs> so yeah. that, take a seat there. This is the way we're going to do it. Like you know, you can't you can't do that, you know. So and the other, just the other thing that on your point, like we've been watching on your point, Sean, about um, the levels of professionalism, like we've been watching a Dundalk team and Chamwork Rovers teams come to the showgrounds and they look like proper football teams. And, you know, they're, they're like athletes for 10 years. They've been rocking up to us and, you know, we we've just been trying to keep up with them, really. Yeah, that's. We've just been trying to keep up with them. Jerry, you were going to say something there. Yeah, I, I agree with everything uh, yourself and Sean are saying. Um, I don't think it's a magic wand um, either at the same time, but it gives us the best possible chance. Yeah. And yeah. We, weren't, we, weren't, we, we weren't doing that previously. We weren't giving ourselves the best possible chance. Yeah. So now we are. It's not a silver bullet. No. and I, it, means, it means that we're, you know, we're giving ourselves the best possible chance. And I think, like, I would say, I think we'd, everyone would agree now that we weren't, the team was not as fit as it should have been. Yeah, I, but that's not going to change overnight either. That's no. that's, that's a well, gradual thing. I, I'll be honest with you. Even looking last night at the game, Jerry was standing there beside me. We both commented on it. Looking at a couple of the players, they look a bit trimmer. They looked, you could see there was a bit more intensity in them as well. Look, it's, it's not, as Jerry says, it's not a wave of all and all of a sudden this is just, going to change there's going to be a huge amount of work goes in from both the management and the players and it does the most important thing is that the players buy into it and that seems to have happened the players seem to love what he's doing they're really interested in the training sessions nothing is the same it's not mundane and just boring stuff that they're doing everything is new everything's exciting like you have Ryan Casey there as well another amazing coach there's not an awful lot he doesn't know. Like Ryan's a brilliant lad, and he this even the setups he'll put in in for them will be really, really good and really interesting. And I, I think you'll see players stepping up another level under these two. Yeah, like I think um, it's kind of when you look at the the Derry and the UC game, UCD game, it's kind of a case in point in that you know we were really up for it against Derry, and people were asking, well, is this just the usual management bounce or is it just that we were, you know, because it was fresh, blah, 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 blah. In my opinion, in, it's more than that. Um, obviously, we were up for it against Derry and things like that, but we were just knackered against UCD. Mm. We couldn't do it twice in a few days. It wasn't that maybe the game plan wasn't correct. It wasn't that the tactics weren't correct. It's just we were fucking knackered. We couldn't play two games in four days. Yeah. And that's where, you know, by bringing you know, technology and science into uh, into our makeup that 
yeah, well, we are going to be the same as, say, Shams or Dundalk or whatever like that. But again, it means that we can play two games in four days. Yeah, and it's, Jerry, Seems- even as simple things for proper squad rotation, where they're all with the GPS systems now, they're, they're, um, they're miles or kilometers, whatever way you want to go, everything's been tracked. So whatever distances they've covered, so they'll be able to analyze it all properly now and say, well, actually, no, you've done enough. You need to sit this game out. You're a lazy fucker. You haven't done enough. Yeah. You need to run more. Yeah. It's everything. You know, this is what we need to, this is modern football. We're now finally on board with it. And it's, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens from here on in. Um, Pineacker uh, is not going to the World Cup. Thank God. Uh, New Zealand uh, lost 1-0 to Peru, right? In Qatar on Monday night? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Tuesday yeah. afternoon, Tuesday evening, yeah. Oh, they might be as well off the group they were, in, they were going into. It was fucking awful. Who's in that group? Like the hardest group was Spain's group, wasn't it? They were in an awful group anyways. It was like the worst possible group. Might be as well off. Well, Never yeah. mind that, Jerry. He has a cup final to play for us in November. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. More important things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and conference, uh, European conference games as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Conference league games. And if we're being absolutely... It'll be a long season. If we're being absolutely selfish, his now that the his head is settled and focused on on um, the sunny northwest of of uh, of Ireland as opposed to these little trips to the Middle East. Well, he, you know he's he's you know he's he's well off. He's well off, yeah. Uh, just a quick mention for uh, the women's team. Um, they uh, faced a tricky encounter on Saturday. In the showgrounds, they went down five nil to P Mount United. Um, in the showgrounds, uh, Stephanie uh, Roach Roach uh, scored a number of goals there and got herself into the Vera Powell's national team. Uh, at the back of it, uh, back into the squad. Uh, they're on. I think they're on a little break now. The the uh, the women's team for two weeks until uh, the start of July. Um, which probably be no harm for them because uh, their games are coming thick and fast. Um, yeah, that's that's no disgrace either. What happened to them at the weekend? Like Piedmont are top dogs. Like they're they're a great yeah. side. Um, you know, they've been consistently successful over the last few years. So there's no yeah. shame in losing to them anyway. Oh yeah, they've had European runs and everything. Yeah, they're a quality side. Yeah. Um, so uh, we push on to uh, re- return to domestic football on Saturday evening in the showground, 7.45 kickoff. Uh, the great to get back in there. The pitch, uh, how, well, did they play in the main pitch for the inter-in-house game yesterday? Yeah? They did, and it held up brilliantly. Yeah, um, it looks amazing now again for a play to everyone involved there. Um, so, yeah, and I think um, I think with the momentum or the news around the European ties, there should be a really good crowd in there on uh, on Saturday evening against Finn Harps. Um and we'll be looking for um, maybe a similar performance against Derry might be a bit too much to ask, but certainly something in between the, the UCD and uh, and the Derry performance will probably <clears throat> do the trick for us. Uh, Jerry, what are your what are you looking for? Um, looking for three points, plain and simple. Whatever way we get it, let's, let's just get it and get kind of build momentum. Uh, the only downside is my own Bulger is suspended. Um, is McDonald suspended as well? I think. Oh, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's only Collie and Moran that are available for the for midfield. Yeah, 
So that's kind of not ideal, um, but we'll just have to deal with it. Um, I think Harps, and I keep saying it, I think Harps are still a better team than their, their position, you know, tells. Um, like, by all accounts, they were very lucky not to beat Derry there um, in the Brandywell, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, they always, they always raise their, themselves for these games too. So, you know, I, we, I, I hate to think anybody, everybody keeps talking them down, but that's when Finn Harps are probably at their most dangerous. Yeah, um, they were beaten by um, they were beaten by draw to three one away in their last game, I think. Uh, so yeah, but like they they're they're a team that's they're an Ollie Horgan team that's not an Ollie Horgan team, I think this year, aren't they? He's got he's tried to put too many. To, I think he's kind of molding them into more of his style of team than probably what they started out as. Yeah, and and I know that's not you can only do so much with the players that you have. But they still are dogged. They still are give you everything, and probably have a little bit more quality. So it's kind of balanced against what they've given up. Um, but like that too, I think if you got if you got a goal ahead, I think you know you'd like to like to think that we will win it. But they are definitely more dogged than than they were at the start of the season. I think. Yeah, I can't remember which game it was. Um, we played them in March. We we won three three one one. Keen got the hat trick. Oh yeah. Was it was it that game that um, they were? No, I don't think it was that game because did we play them before that? Before March. Um, but what, anyway, one of the games yeah. we played them in, it must have been. No, because this is only the third time we played them. So uh, we and we beat them one 0 in Finn Park. So yes. um, it, it must have it must have been that that game. So we won three one. But they were playing. They were trying to play this. Like expansive football that I'd never seen yeah. the Oregon team play, where they were swinging ball, they were big, hitting big diagonals as well across to yeah. as your man Woods was out wide on the the, the right hand side, uh, the yeah. winger out there, and they were like trying to play football that I'd never seen before, um, um, which was kind of it was just interesting. But uh, do you think they're they're coming back into their the Holly Holly Horgan ways? Yeah, well, I suppose if you if you fast forward to the one 0 up in Finn Park, um. They definitely weren't as expansive as they were in the 3 1 game, and he did have them a little bit narrower. Um, uh, I remember the grass was like about six inches long, <laughs> yeah. um, so that in itself wouldn't have, like maybe that's all his way of stopping them playing football because nobody could play football when the grass is as long as it was. So, I suppose horses for courses they kind of had to you know do different things. Um, but they, were, they looked a lot more solid. And we were fortunate enough to get away with the one in that day. I know it was probably one, you know, to our kind of down, down. Uh, we weren't playing well at the time. Um, but it was more of an Ollie Horgan-esque uh, performance. And I'd expect the same thing again uh, come Saturday night. We're not going to see any mad, uh, although we, you know, if we've players missing in the middle of the park, um, there might be uh, something new on the cards from a... Um, from a starting 11 point of view but I don't think under from what we've seen so far with uh, John Russell in charge we're probably not going to see anything uh, drastically different from how we set up do you think it's more about application yeah I'd say it'll just be how we approach the game more than anything else so well it's it will still go with the same kind of tactic um, I'd say you will see Shami Kyo start though there's a great chance for him to get in there now yeah he'll go it'll number be, 10-ish yeah it'll be Cauley Moran and then Kyo is the 10 yeah. I would imagine, um, but then like if competition for places, then up front is like 
both Keena and Mata are now fit. Yeah, um, so Matt in the gym yesterday. He looked good. Yeah, so there's two big options there. Um, the wingers, obviously, we the wingers will be have, the wingers. Yeah, we know we kind of know who it is. It's either Mark Byrne or one of the two boys. Yeah, but uh, we've seen very little of Byrne. Very um, little, very little. So there is. I mean, didn't he come on at the end against? Uh, oh no, Killian Healy came on uh, against mm. Terry. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen very little of Mark Byrne this year, which is disappointing. I'm sure he's. Yeah, he's, and I think Haney is another one. I think we need to see a little bit more of him out, out on the right-hand side because he's always been impressive when he's come on there. I think yeah, he right. has earned a, a starting point. I was really surprised he didn't start against UCD, to be honest with you. Did he play uh, at the in- in-house game? On, on yeah, the, he did, yeah. Sporting a flashy new hairstyle. On the right. Wide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah got his hair tied on as well. It's class. <laughs> Silver, I think, isn't it? Silver Fox. Silver yeah. Brown Eddie. Now, the only thing is, though, um, I hope Blaney's fit because yeah. Heinacher's not going to be available. Sure he, might, he might be. Well, I mean about Blaney. Yeah, but Heinacher but... won't be available. Definitely not. Mm. He, he won't be playing him. He only played a game last night and then travelling back from New Zealand. No, from, the, from Qatar. From Qatar. Oh, from Qatar, sorry. Yeah, but just have to... Just only around the corner. Only around the corner, yeah. <laughs> Don't throw um, yeah, well, look at it. There's no doubt about it. We want three points. Um, and yeah, despite the application, we want to see one of those big performances again and really get the, the momentum building uh, ahead of our. Uh... Well, I think you look at it, Connor, going, going into the next three games, like they're very winnable games. There's a great chance for us to, to really push into that top three now. We've got, uh, we've got the, oh, we got after this, is it? Yeah, draw it away and then home to shells. Yeah. Some some wrongs we need to put right. Yeah, definitely. You know, there is a bit of redemption there as well. And then, you, even if you want to go forward, then you go into the two games with Bala and then it's UCD. So you could re... Whereas last season, you know, in around this European time, this is where we fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. We could really change that this year and fucking put a rocket up our holes. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so as well. Look again, and it goes back to writing the wrongs and learning lessons. And you know, that's what well, that's what that's, that's football. That's what you do, isn't it? You know, like you, you learn as you go and you gain experience. And you know, it's a great opportunity, as you say, Sean. Um, it's just up to the players, now, isn't it? Yeah, and look at, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's about putting a positive reflection on the rest of the season. Um, you know, Dundalk sit in second place in the league. No way, no way are they that much better than us? Like you know, no, 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 no. There's and nothing. We're talking about a title, a title challenge, and all this and blah 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 blah. Look, I suppose we probably would do the same if we were in second, but you know, they're they're no way, no, we're better than not even that. They're we're better than simply, yeah, yeah. better. Uh, interesting to see what happens up in Derry City. I'd say Higgins is under massive pressure after the last number of results. I think I think though I think O'Doherty will, will give him time. Um, in fairness to 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 O'Doherty, he doesn't seem to be the second type of owner. Um, and he's he's his guy. He yeah. wants to see him do well, so I think he will afford him the time. I think even Derry fans, I've seen a few of them online saying maybe we got a wee bit ahead of ourselves. You know, they got caught up in all the excitement. Not like them. No, not like them at all. <laughs> But, um, you know, give, give that another two bad results and see 
Yeah, I think you're right, Sean. Like they might be calling for his head, but I think Odardi is kind of that. As I say, that's his guy. I think he'd stick by him. Uh, he'd give him more time, and if it doesn't work out, he'd just throw more money at it. Yeah. yeah. And just in the context of the other uh, European ties, um, uh, you know, we, you, Derry are off to Riga, I think. Uh, Shams are off to Bradison. Oh, they, oh yeah, they, yeah, they got an awful handy one. Yeah. Um, be nice. It's a nice opportunity for Sligo Rovers to, to carry the flag. Yeah, because, like, do you know all the talk about teams doing well in Europe last year? Like, after we went out, you know, you thought we weren't playing in Europe at all. Yeah, it was like we were just kind of shoved to the side, forget about them, and yeah. talk about all the the, the positive stuff. Yeah, but how difficult was that for us to listen to all the all the lightning shining and Bohemians and you know? Well, it was because everyone, when they referred to the good results, they they did refer back to us and the huge disappointment that Sligo Rovers not going through. Yeah, and everyone knew we should have went through. Yeah, yeah. There was no one saying, "Oh yeah, well look, they were facing yeah. so and so." You know, it, it was uh, they were up against it. We weren't. Yeah. You know, we know how badly we messed up. Basically, a thirty-five-year-old Scotsman took the piss of us over two legs. Yeah. A particularly small thirty-five-year-old Scotsman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And look at that. That's probably that was probably one of the, the nails in the coffin in the long term for for Buckley as well. Like you know, and reflecting on his, his time at the club. You know. But that's if you really want to go into it. Like, if you look at it as a whole, that's really where the wheels fell off. Mm. We haven't recovered. Yeah, we haven't recovered since then. Uh, Jerry, you were uh, you were uh, hawking some jerseys there over the last uh, number of weeks. Oh yeah, most hawking something. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, the DVS ninety four shirts uh, just kind of doing a, a collaboration with Roots Retro lads uh, to to reproduce that shirt. So I think we released it on. A, I was kind of like, was the band called the Monday or something like that that night, and you know everybody's like usually like fucking strung out, depressed and whatnot. And I was saying to them, lads, I don't know if this is the right evening to to release this. Maybe leave for a couple of days. And like, ah, oh, no, no. So in fairness, look, put it up at about eight, about eight or nine o'clock. Within two hours, I think something like eighty shirts had sold. Uh, by the next morning, there was only like one or two size smalls left. That was it. So um. Look, normally when I do merchandise, I never repeat what I've done previously, but with this, it was just, it'd be a sin not to in a way because yeah, it is such a class shirt and it will never be made again because it's the most, it's the hardest shirt to replicate. And to because of the detail. Oh, the detail. Like, it's just, you know, like, and these lads are in of in fairness to them, um, and it is the exact, exact copy of the original. Yeah, and, and a pretty good quality material as oh, well. It's, it's top notch. It's top better notch. than the original. Uh, well, do you know what? Yeah, it is because I have both here. Don't don't even give me his original. And yeah. I, they're fucking massive. They're <laughs> absolutely, you know, the old style. They're absolutely yeah. huge. With these shirts, they're normal fish. They they're not slim fish. They're not huge. They're just true to size. Large, if you're a large, true to size. If you're a large, you're a large, and that's all. Yeah, uh, it's. So we we definitely will have them been promised that we'll definitely have them for the first leg uh, before we go away. Um, so it's also doing some Forza gear, t-shirts and hoodies, and again that's sold out in a couple of days, and um, that should be here as well. 
What about um, the bucket? Bu- the, the bucket hats. Bucket hats, yeah. So they're on the way. I've ordered a hundred, um, uh, red and black. So, um, one size probably, fits all. What's that? One size fits all. One size fits all. Yeah. Unless you have a yeah. massive crown, top shirt. Yeah. You're all right now. You got your you hair. You get punched there, Connor. <laughs> the Lynches have massive. Cut. The Lynches have big craniums. Yeah, <laughs> they're known for it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so plenty on the go. Um, I like that too, Connor. Uh, between yourself and maybe to a lesser extent myself, today we've been sorting out buses and pubs and everything over in Liverpool and trying to get a trying to organise things for the fans as much as we can do. You know, bring people yeah. together and have the crack when we're over there. Yeah, yeah. We're just uh, hopefully now, fingers crossed. Although you're confident we all get the tickets that we need um, on the other side, but you're confident we will. And then just a shout out to the Everton fans as well that helped us with uh, sourcing buses and stuff like that as well over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because as you know, Connor wasn't wasn't easy. You no. did a lot of well, Maybe they didn't like the sound of my Irish accents. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't sound maybe didn't they didn't like the sound of uh of uh, 70 Flag Rovers fans uh, going down to uh going down to North Wales. But um yeah, it was very difficult to get a bus. Um all sold out or all booked out. Um, so, yeah, but we I think we got something in the end. We're we're sorted, and if you're if you're waiting on me for to to give you news, um, I will be in touch shortly for all those people who've been in touch with me on Twitter. Um, all right. Uh, hopefully we get um, a go back next week. Um, have we any other business? No. No. Times ahead. Exciting times ahead. Exciting times ahead. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm I'm really. Um, I'm really happy with the John Russell appointment. Obviously, the the draw is great, um, and as you said, Sean, there's an opportunity here uh, between our league games and um, and our draws in Europe to really put a bit of a run together and um, and for everyone to get really excited about things again. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, a million, Sean. Cheers, Connor. Cheers, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, lads. Fair play. And we will talk to you on the back of the. Finn Harps game. That's a wrap. Good luck. We will never forget this day.